It feels good in my brain. Cops, cops, cops. Sorry about things just got out of hand. Yeah, that's the way it was with my first husband. Yeah. <laughs> it's Dale. Come on up. Pause it in three seconds, exactly. On one, two, three, go. Just on three. Two months you've been coming to me, right? What's up with the suit? I'm a process server. You're a servant? Like a butler? No, no, no. I'm a, I'm, I'm a what? No, I serve out like subpoenas. Well, I gotta subpoena. wear like disguises sometimes. Disguise? Wish I had an easy job like you have. You have the easiest job on earth. <laughs> you smoke all day. <laughs> What? He saw you. No. Did they follow you in? I don't know. Let's get out of here. Get the snacks, food, throw-ups. We are going to hunt these guys down. Dale, Saul, we're going to kill them all. This is so exciting. Whoa, whoa. I've got to get to a phone, man. Come on. No, no. I think we should stay. Why? Because I'm in the dumpster already. I fly like people get high like planes. If you catch me at the border, I go visit them and How could he find us? Um, heat-seeking missiles, bloodhounds, foxes. Barracudas. I'm just, I'm kind of flabbergasted when you say things like that. It's weird. Thank you. Not a compliment. You're in the jungle now, baby. Thug life. I'm Chris Saunders. And on this episode, we are talking about the 2008 stoner film, (laughs) Pineapple Express, um, starring Seth Rogen and James Franco, directed by David Gordon Green, featuring a budget of $27 million and grossing, which really shocked the hell out of me, $102.4 million. Um, screenplay by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, Stoner's Dale and Dale Denton, Dale Denton, played by Seth Rogen, enjoyment of a rare strain of marijuana may prove fatal when he drops his roach in a panic after witnessing a murder. Upon learning that the fancy weed can be traced back to them, Dale and his dealer, James Franco, go on a lamb with a dangerous drug lord. And Crooked Cop, played by Gary Cole and Rosie Perez, uh, Hot in the Heels. Um, yeah, that this movie was is um, 
yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what I just watched, man. Yeah. Like, it threw me, like, so the beginning of the movie literally threw me off because I thought I was, I was like, did I press the wrong button or something? I had the exact same reaction. I wanted to see that movie. <laughs> so, I mean, the movie starts off kind of like this old, old time, you know, kind of 1950s, you know, government conspiracy, secret government lab type footage of them experimenting with weed, which was funny as hell, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, I, I get very, I mean, what's going on through my head movie, but um, I feel like I, I smoke weed just about watching it. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I first thing I thought, like, when I heard the, heard the music coming into the first scene and then, like, them going to the secret lair, I was like, this is kind of Austin Powers-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very much Austin Powers-ish. You could have put him in this movie easily. Not to mention the guy with the patch, the general. He's like number two from Austin Powell. Yeah. <laughs> it was, um, it was, it was, it's actually, it was actually a kind of cool beginning, like start to the movie. Like that was, that was nicely done. It, it totally well, took a left turn. Into the, the questioning of the guy who's testing the weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, um, you know, uh, I you know what the sad thing about it is, I can kind of imagine the government actually have doing something like this. You know, just we we need to assess the, the you know how we can weaponize this new weed. It was. It was well, uh, without, I, I'm not going to get too serious on that point. <laughs> Cause I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, I'm not even sure if this is, this is not even a what the fuck moment. Right. Cause we're not, we're not going to jump into that section of the podcast quite yet, but right. Right off the bat, Seth Rogen, <laughs> Seth Rogen's girlfriend in this movie. Oh my God. Yeah. I did write that down too. That was my first, I was like, what? Wait, what? I would say, like, you know, I have to dismiss it because this is a comedy, but, like, it felt quite serious, like, this, the way they played this relationship between these two, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, right off the top, he goes, oh, well, see, I don't want to jump into what the fuck moments yet. Maybe it's, it's a, impossible not to. Cause this whole fucking movie. Well, this whole movie, it kind of... Yeah, this whole movie's kind of a what the fuck moment, to be honest. But we'll get into that too. But I, I just so Seth Rogen is supposed to be twenty five in this movie. Mm-hmm. Seth Rogen does not look like a fucking twenty five year old I've ever seen. I feel like he's looked like that his whole life. Yeah, possibly he was twenty five. It's like what the hell is? I mean. I mean, she's 25, and she's in high school, and, you know. She's supposed to be 18. 18, sorry, yeah. And I'm just like, mm. 
But well, then Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen's supposed to be 25. He's 38 now. Yeah. Let's just do some math. He's 38 now? Apparently. And so that was 10, um, 12 years ago. So this is actually accurate. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Dude does not look 25. No, bro. I thought he was in uh, his 30s at least by that point. I read, what was, oh, one of the, um, because I was watching on Amazon Prime and they have these like little, you know, tidbits and facts throughout that they pop up there. And uh, one was that he uh, he had to take yoga to limber up for some of the oh, <laughs> more demanding scene. Yeah. <laughs> like running in the woods. <laughs> there was... I mean, hmm. Rogan and Franco are like, I don't think this film was much of a stretch for them because they're actually potheads. So, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember, I remember seeing Franco in like some some award show a few years back, and he was absolutely fucking baked. And the person he was like uh, introducing winners or something, and the woman that was with him was just like cracking up because she couldn't believe how fucking high he was. <laughs> anyway, so. I got yeah, it's no surprise they would write and star in a movie like this. Well, <clears throat> I mean, um, yeah, and there's some when we get to we'll get a little later on. There's a, there's a little bit of there's some trivia stuff that comes along with that. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, we get into this movie and yeah, okay, I guess he's 25, still messed up, uh, even if he is 25. <laughs> To be dating a high I mean, school. I mean, come uh, on. Uh, you know, this is the, the the age old debate. You know, he's seven years older than her. Yeah. Which you see, you see that all the time. It's yeah. just this, uh, this yeah. our societal infrastructure on age. And yeah. Yeah. She's in high school. I guess it's it's wrong. Yeah. Everything about <clears throat> Seth Rogen's character. It's just, just fucked up. I mean, first of all, he's a process server. <laughs> uh, that whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Right. I mean, first of all, he's he's in one of the most despised, you know, careers that you could ever have. He's dating a girl who's in high school. He's obviously weedhead. I mean. Yeah, I mean, and there's no redeeming qualities. Here. There's no redeeming qualities, and and uh, you know he's he right off the bat goes and he's, you know, <laughs> I did like um, the scene where him uh, he first shows up at um, at Saul, Saul's apartment, and Saul gets all angry because you know he's like. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> How'd you get in here? It was just so like, like he had like this, like he was trying to have dignity and and like organization, um, it, it, even though this dude was just completely a fuck up. So I don't know if you can tell by my disposition here, but I don't think I really enjoyed this movie. <laughs> Um, and yeah. I don't identify with potheads, so you know. Yeah. Subject matter here was not uh, up my alley. Yeah, I, 
I mean, I think this is this is kind of one of those podcasts we kind of, <clears throat> to be honest, we, we probably needed a guest on here that... That is a pothead. Yeah. Because <laughs> maybe we don't truly appreciate some of the finer nuances of the story, I guess. Dude, like, even... The, now, I'm not going to complain about this because, like, I actually like the song with Electric Avenue. Oh, yeah. It was, like, the song that opened up the movie. Yep. Um, and there's, you know, there's some stuff on the soundtrack, but, like, it's as hectic as this movie. Yeah. It's just all over the place. Like, the, when the dude, uh, <laughs> when the Chinese drug dealer gets killed, <laughs> that came out of nowhere, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, like Seth Rogen's character Dale is just smoking a, a doobie in his car, and all of a sudden, oh, he's about to—he was supposed to serve that guy, right? I think so, yeah. And this dude just gets popped in the head. That's just yeah, I, wrong. And my—I I feel like Rosie Perez was completely out of place in this film. Yeah, me too. I was like, that's—it's like a weird casting. If like, he could have got someone a, a lesser name for this role, like why she agreed to do this movie, I don't know. Maybe it was, I don't know. Maybe they were giving out free weed on the set. I don't know. Oh, and not to mention Gary Cole. Yeah, is like the lead drug dealer. When all I can picture him is in the is, is office space. There are a lot of good people on this movie. I mean, I, I mean Bill Hader. Craig Robinson, I mean Ed Craig, Begley, Rob, Craig Robinson with some muscles. With some, oh, which oh, that's, <laughs> I, I, yeah, he was out of place there too. I was just like, come on, um, and then Kim Kim Jong, yeah, dude, I, I had to double take. I was like, is that is that Kim Jong? Boy, has he upgraded since. <laughs> Because he was in that film for about two seconds. Two seconds at least. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of other people. Uh, Justin Long is in this movie. Uh, Bobby Lee, who was on, uh, what was that, Mad TV, I think it was. Um, I mean, there's, Yeah, there's a bunch of people just, like, scattered throughout this whole thing. Yeah, I mean... And I didn't recognize um, the girlfriend. I didn't know. I, I was like, her face looks so familiar. And then I read the cast list, and I was like, oh, Amber Heard. Okay. What is she in? Amber Heard. I, I know I've seen her somewhere. She's but... done a few things. Um, I think she's done. Let's see. Her movie list include. Oh. Yeah, you've seen her. Aquaman. Hell, she an Aquaman. She's Mira. Uh, what's her name? Um, the Atlantean princess. No, she's not. Yeah, she is. What? Yeah, I'm looking okay. at her in the red hair. She was in GI Joe. Remember her? She was in GI Joe. She was in. Uh, Who is G- she in GI Joe? She's um. Oh God, I can't remember her name. She was in there for a bit role. She was in Justice was she League. Like, was she Scarlet or was she... I think she might have been Scarlet, maybe. She was in Zombieland, Three Days to Kill. I wait, mean, wait, Zombieland? Zombieland, yeah. 
I didn't know. Who's she in Zombieland? I have no idea because I I think I just saw that not recently. Not too recently. She was in The Rum Diary, apparently. The Rum Diary, yeah. Dude, doesn't that have a good soundtrack? Yeah, I think think so. I think we need to investigate that. We should check that out. But, um, oh, actually, it's not bad. Um, yeah, so she's. She's... Well, she she was well she was one of the better like I mean, well she's probably the best actor in this film because well, there's so not a lot to go on here. Sad. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean it, it was it was some some funny kind of giggle moments, but like <clears throat> this is not one. I mean, this is not a movie that I would go. We, like if it's on on TV and and I'm flipping the channels, I'm not stopping to watch it. No, no, not at all. I mean, I'm just sitting there like the whole time. And this doesn't, <laughs> you know, this movie doesn't. This movie does not like make me go, oh, maybe I'll try some weed. Right. Absolutely not. No. And like, I guess towards the end of the film, like uh, Seth Rogen's character Dale, kind of gets to my point that I was thinking like within the first twenty minutes, which is. You just witnessed murder. You're being chased, like, chased, you're being chased and shit. Like, stop smoking weed, man. Well, <laughs> you got to focus and get your shit together and like, there's a, not die. I was kind of like, okay, here's a question I had right off the bat. So you just saw a murder. The first person you run to is a dude who you just admitted that you only been buying from for two months. You like, why would you go to your drug your your, your drug dealer, like like well, why? Cause it wasn't because he remembered about the uniqueness of Pineapple Express. He didn't remember that until halfway through the moment he was there. So it's kind of like he was the first dude you thought of. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's 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 perplexing. I'm just like again like this not this this whole thing like. You know, they, they go through paranoia, they go through like stupidity, forgetfulness. I'm like all this stuff that, you know, if you do smoke weed, you're like, no man, like it's it's better than, than alcohol. I'm like, well, this shit's never happened to me on, on drinking some alcohol. Man. <laughs> so, I know it's a movie. I, I gotta get around with this, but like, you know, this is like actually a string of films from around that time. So this is 2008. Yeah. Leading up to that, you had. Half baked in '98. Oh yeah. How high in 2001. Yep. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle in 2004. Yep. Did any of these movies? I mean, I guess some inspire of, I, anything? I, I the, yeah, inspire you or like does it? Do end of any of them end up good? Like, um, I, mean, I, I have to say, how high? Like, don't they like do well in college or graduate or something? Anyway. Uh, Harold and Kumar, like, you know, I mean, just throughout the film, like, some crazy shit is happening in all these situations. Yeah, I mean... It's not, it's not just some dude smoking some weed and, like, listening to some music and having a good time. It's like they're cutting up bodies and putting it in weed. And, like, yeah. Going on a crazy trip to try and get to White Castle because they smoke some weed. Anyway. And there was also... Uh... <clears throat> Gringo too. Gringo was another one of those movies. So, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, me either. And there's again another reason why is there's 
And, and another thing, another thing occurred to me while I was watching this. What do people actually smoke when they're smoking a movie? Oh, well, <clears throat> let's see. Hold on here. Um, you, have a, you have an answer for me? Well, apparently, and this, I mean, apparently the, the weed that they were rolling was re weed. Seth Rogen rolled every joint in the movie himself. Well, he rolled it, but was it actual wheat? I think it was. Uh, well, see, because if they had filmed this in Colorado, it didn't matter. Did they film it in Colorado? I, I have no idea. <laughs> and is, was Colorado legal in 2008? Mm-hmm. I thought it was more recent. No, I think it was. I think Colorado, it was either Colorado or California. I can't remember which one of them would legal, was, has been legal for a while. So I guess my point is, depending on where they shot this, you know what I mean. So yeah. it's like, you know, if you shoot that, if you do that, you shoot this movie and it's illegal. The movie comes out in two thousand eight. You probably shot it in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Statute of limitations is how long? Five years. Five like, years. You get arrested maybe. for all that shit. <laughs> So just wait. You just shoot it and wait for five years to put it out. Maybe, maybe they shot it in 2003. I don't know. I would, that would explain a few things, but, you know. Um, and then you have, who is this? Um, who is this fool? Oh, Danny McBride. Oh. Was this his coming out party, man, or was he big before that? No, he's he had been doing... he So... Danny McBride movies um, include he was young as hell in this one. Oh yeah, he was. I don't think it was, but it's probably one of his. Uh, oh no, no, no! So he did Hot Rod in two thousand seven. He was in Tropic Thunder in two thousand eight. Oh, well, Tropic that was the same year as this movie. Yeah, he did. Wow, he was actually busy in 2008. He did... But, I mean, this is pretty close to one of the earlier things he did. Yeah. He was uncredited in Superbad. Which is crazy. Oh, 2003, he did something. I have no idea what this movie yeah, is. I don't know. All the Real Girls, The Foot Fist Way, Do- Dougal. I don't know any of these things. So, yeah, maybe 2018 might have been his... Coming out party per se. I don't know what Drillbit Taylor is either. Drillbit Taylor. <laughs> oh, Drillbit Taylor. That was the that was garbage. Oops, my bad. Um, <laughs> we might just do that movie sometime. Never. Um, uh, yeah, probably not. Um, but yeah, that fight scene. <laughs> that fight scene in in, uh, in Red's place. That was that was kind of brutal, man. Yeah, it was brutal, and I love that they just fucking have him taped up, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna flex my way out of this now." <laughs> he's like, "Hi, I'll tell you everything." That, oh, dude, what scene is this? Oh, man. So, kind of stepping back a bit when um, Dale is at Saul's place buying mm-hmm. the weed. Mm-hmm. 
on the not the soundtrack on the um I met I was on what song again what song.com hmm. five of the songs that are played are in that scene really just in the background hmm. uh, and one of those songs is I know I got skills by Shaquille oh O'Neal. yeah I noticed that too I was like <laughs> all right Yo, who has that on their playlist man I know I got skills I think it's on my playlist I don't think it is. That's my ringtone. <laughs> Speaking of ringtones, hmm. what, what was uh, what was Dale's ringtone? Oh, wasn't that uh, what's that that rap group? Um, that oh, that sing, things jump up. Uh, um, jump around. Yeah, jump around. Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cypress Hill. Yeah. yeah. He's got a track from them called Dr. Green Thumb, which yeah. I guess is accurately placed in this film. Yeah. Oh my god. And, and going back to that same scene when when uh when Saul's describing the, the Pineapple Express, mm-hmm. he's like, Now if this weed and this weed had a baby uh, and then this weed and this weed had a baby and those babies fucked <laughs> This is what you would get. And I'm like, Dale is like, wow, this is the product of baby fucking. <laughs> like, oh my God. What yeah. am I watching? What am I watching? It's like you, smelly. You, 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 you suggested this film, right? This was your suggestion. Mm, I don't recall that. I think, yeah. Uh, my memory is pretty clear. a rumor. That's a rumor. Oh, what's another quote from that scene? Smell it. Enjoy. It's, it's like God's, God's vagina. vagina. <laughs> I, 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 there's so, some good moments. I mean, are there any good moments in this movie? Um, <laughs> let me go through my notes because they don't spring to mind immediately. <coughs> I, 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 I don't. I don't know if I can say there are any because there's some like there's some decent one-liners. Um, there is definitely some what the fuck moments. I will say though, I thought I was gonna be funny and start a sentence like "so uh, awards," and then just be like, "I'm just playing." But this actually won some awards. It did. Um, no. Well, for some way. reason, Austin Film Critics Association, 2008. I don't know why this is here. It says winner for breakthrough artist for Danny McBride. But then below that it says for the foot fist way and Tropic Thunder. It doesn't mention really Pineapple Express, so I, I don't know why it's here. But um, BMI Film Music Award for Graham Revel for music. Mm. I, I don't know <laughs> if, if 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 he did win an award for music for this film, it is a complete waste. He should have lent his talent somewhere. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I always feel like that with him, though. I feel like Danny McBride is an actually really funny dude. But I feel like some of the stuff that he's in is not like, doesn't match his level. Like, he's not maximizing things. And that kind of drives me batty. Like, uh, what's the movie he was in with Will Ferrell? Uh, oh, oh, um, Land of the Lost. 
he was actually kind of funny in it, but I didn't really feel the movie was up to like, like it could have been better. So I don't know. He needs to I've, choose I've, better I've, films. I've actually seen that one, but I, I cannot for the life of me remember what happened. That's okay. There's nothing much to remember. So, um, you know what? Another mention here is that James Franco was nominated for a Golden Globe for this. Nominated for what? Best performance by an actor in a motion picture, comedy, or musical. For this movie? Yes, sir. The fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to leave this awards page because it might get you a little upset. Um, but yeah. Man, I'm trying to... I mean, hmm. as far as your question about any good scenes, you know, like, I, I was like, one of my questions is, is this, this is an action comedy? This is got it right this is an action comedy because there's fight scenes all over the place in this thing especially the the last scene it's not a yeah I guess it yeah I guess you could call it an action comedy it's it's it it pains me to say this but I think it is Uh, I mean listen the the last scene in the uh, warehouse it was so good Uh, (laughs) it, it was I don't know. It was, there was some entertaining, you know, action sequences there. But mm-hmm. yeah, aside from that, I don't know if I could point out anything else that I love about this movie. Mm. Well, <clears throat> speak, you know, uh, re- regarding Danny McBride's character. So the first time they fought, they were supposed to kill. So he was supposed to die in that scene. And he didn't. They brought him back, and they said they just liked him so much. They just kept killing him throughout the movie to bring him back. <laughs> Which scene? The um, when he gets shot in the stomach. By yeah. Him. Oh, okay. Wow, that's interesting. So they they weren't even set on what they were doing as they were filming. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> so I mean, and then they kill him twice. And, oh no. At the end, he gets yeah. he gets shot. He gets shot in, I guess uh, it looked like the shoulder, but he gets shot in. I guess they guess they're assuming he was dead, yeah. and then the fucking warehouse explodes. Yeah, and he just walks out <laughs> with no explanation either. Like, at least uh, Dale jumped into like a, a, I don't know, a sinker or uh, sorry, a tub, a bathtub that mm. may have protected him for this huge ass explosion. I wonder if they got that from uh, Die Hard. I mean, uh, Lethal Weapon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was it cast iron bathtub? <laughs> Probably. Um, and, I, and I was just sitting there like, there, there had to be so much ad-lib in this movie. <laughs> Some of the shit they were saying. Like, there's no way someone wrote that down. Hmm. Yeah. Um... Oh, that's... I, I'll tell you a scene I thought was funny. Okay, so when uh, Dale's being arrested by the um, truance officer. Oh. The the school cop. And uh, he's in the car and Saul, like, just jumps in front of the car and gets hit and then steals the police cruiser. Grand Theft Auto style. And then um, the other cop, uh, Rosie Perez, starts chasing them. Hmm. And, oh. you know, and, and Saul goes, I have an idea. And he just stops the car. 
and then Rosie Perez stops and then just starts shooting through the window right next to him. And he's like, what the fuck were you doing? He's like, I thought you would just drive right by us. <laughs> that was, I, I chuckled at that. That's so sad. <laughs> That's, yeah, that was pretty sad. That was like, damn, you stupid. But I, I understand, like, the theory. <laughs> Okay, that's scary. That's that's scary. Um, you should not understand their their theory. Do, do we also notice that um, they they missed out using a particular group or song in this uh, in this film? Like what? Saul has a machine gun, and he says. Fuck the police! Oh. And he starts, and they don't use it in the fucking movie. What if they couldn't get the rights? Uh, I mean, they have a lot of stuff in here, like Poison, Bell, Bib, DeVoe. They have some Peter Tosh, which thank you very much. Wanted Dead or Alive, Electric. I mean, I guess that one's not bad, but like Time Will Tell, Bob Marley, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Crossroads. Yeah. All right. Did they blow all their money on the rest of the song? I guess so. Like where <clears throat> this was I don't know how they put this film together, man. It's like just seems like they just they I think they wrote this in like twenty minutes. <laughs> and Hi. Hi. <sighs> and then just went on Spotify, whatever was in their most recent playlist. They're like, All right, let's just throw that mm -hmm. in there, we're good. Like in the writer's room, they were listening to some shit while they were writing and they were like they just threw whatever song was playing at the time into the scene oh. uh, do we um, so I was watching again watching on a Prime and mm. uh, all these tidbits come up did you notice something that uh, Red says while in, during the fight scene with uh, Saul and Dale mm. what did he say He's like, I don't know, he's like stomping on Dale. And he's like, what we do in this life echoes in eternity. Yeah. What is, what is that from? That's, uh, uh, what is that from? Oh, come on. You want me to do the impression so you know, it's more recognizable? Yeah. What we do in life oh, good echoes in eternity. I gotta go now. Come on, man. You know what it is. Russell Crowe Gladiator? Oh, great gravy. That's one of the greatest quotes of all time. Yeah, I'm not uh, quite the big fan as say you and Megan happen to be, but. All right, well, now we can end the podcast. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so thing. as I as I was watching that, and I was like, I recognize the quote, and then I I don't know went on the screen, and the screen popped and said he quotes the Gladiator from. It's a, it, it, that quote just shows me how just all over the place this movie is. Like they just like it's a great quote. But 
like there's no like specific reason why the character would have like if I were the actor I'd be like so why am I saying why the fuck am I quoting this dude well that's one of the, I think that's one of the lines that was ad lib man I could definitely see Danny McBride just like pulling that shit out of his ass he's mm. like a poor man's Russell Crowe no yeah sure that, that's, <laughs> I'm sure that's what people have called him probably um Oh man, I guess got some quotes here. I mean, so there's some, you know, good quotes as I said. Mm. Um, I mentioned a couple already. Do you have any highlights of your own? Um, let's see. I did like there was one just real quick quote he said uh um Saul said when they were like they were just going on the run and they were like he's like yeah let's go to a hotel motel something and they're like no no I can't go there he'll track our credit cards he's like I don't know I wish we could just go nowhere and so <laughs> the you know next thing you see them like laying on a car in the middle of the woods and I'm still trying to one understand what the fuck was Saul running from like suddenly he just took off, start running. They both run out the opposite direction. But he says to uh, Dale, he's like, I had two good I- two two ideas, nowhere and Quiznos. I'm like, yeah, like they should have went to Quiznos first of all. And then the one quote where um, they're in they're I think they're Red's place, and he says. Uh, oh, when they were talking about the herpes on his lip, <laughs> which was just pieces so for life foul. And he's mm. like, "You wanted to eat that lollipop out of the stripper's snatch?" Yeah, I'm like, dude. And then, and then, what do you say? Oh, was it Skittles or <laughs> something? No, whatever. Uh, those um, oh, nerds, nerds, nerds out of rats. And then they're just laughing up there, like reminiscing about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then how uh, uh, Saul describes what Dale does to Red and whatnot. He's like, Dale here is a protest servant. <laughs> I was like, hey, okay, well, you know. Uh, the one I like thing when, um... I will say is that the beginning of the movie, shout outs to Saul, though, because. Saul, I give him I'll give him props because of what TV show was he watching on the TV when? Dude, I, I noticed that too, and I can't remember the name of the show. Yeah, I don't know that this show. I remember that I never watched it, but I remember it. What do you have the answer to that? Yeah, of course. Oh, what is? It? I can't remember the name. Two two seven. Say what? Two two seven. What's the name of the show? Yeah, it was 227 for the apartment that they lived in. I feel like I watched it, but I don't remember the name being that. Yeah. Um, Dale also, like, when he's at his girlfriend's place with the parents, mm. he's uh, like, I'm being chased by drug dealers. We need to begin to prematurely evacuate. That was hilarious. <laughs> 
prematurely evacuate. That's actually a good quote. Yeah. Oh, and uh, this one got me. Um, when he's like, when when Dale is uh, trying to pep talk Red, and oh. he's like, he's like, if if you're an asshole in life, you're gonna come back as a cockroach, or a worm, or a fucking anal bead. <laughs> a fucking anal bead. And he's like, and he says some good things like, but if you're good, like you come back as whatever. And he's like, like where, what do you want to come back as? And Red is like. Well, maybe the anal bead, depending on who it belongs to. That's gross. And Dale was like, it belongs to me. <laughs> that's so gross. <laughs> and so that wasn't just... That's, that's gross. <laughs> depending on who it belongs to. I never really thought about it like that. Hmm. Can use, actually, I'm going to use that one for the our Instagram. At, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that that so that gives this movie an extra point. From what I <laughs> that, that that one line, <laughs> and then when Red abandons Dale when they're about to attack the, the warehouse, hmm. <laughs> all of a sudden decides he can't go through with it, so he gets in the car. He says he's driving away. He goes, "Legends never die." I'll tell uh, you the story. <laughs> that was a great moment. Some old, uh, what was uh, the two? Oh, god, it was a movie that was uh, Super Dave Osborne was in. He does, there's a moment where he does something like that. Um, anything else? Oh man, just because we haven't, we said there's a bunch of what the fuck moments, but. We haven't really talked about a lot of them yet. Like in the begin, uh, near the beginning, when uh, when uh, Dale is uh, visiting his girlfriend at school, and that uh, I don't know, Jock comes up to her, and like they're talking, whatever, and he's about to go walk away and start class oh. or something. He's like, "Time to to suck today's dick." That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> what? What? Who says that? I, I this guy say that at, say that at work that would be just awesome. <laughs> that would be amazing. As you come out of a meeting, yeah, it's time to <laughs> suck today's dick. Yeah. Oh, it's just funny. Yeah. And then like Angie's dad trying to shoot Dale and Salt. Like, that seems excessive. Yeah. Well. It's not excessive if your if your eighteen year old daughter is dating a guy who's seven years older than him. Or it looks like he's seventeen years old. Yeah. So, but still, like, I, I said, not. I think it's excessive. Like, she is willingly dating this guy. He, true. he didn't break. He was invited to the house. He didn't break in. It's all consensual. Why do you have a legal means to shoot this guy? Probably not. Anyway, that was, and then, oh, and then Matheson, uh, uh, Craig Robinson's character, mm. massaging the food. He's like, the food is still warm. And he just puts his hand into like some mashed potatoes and some mac and cheese. And he's like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> what? Some, he's definitely, someone high definitely wrote that fucking scene. Mm-hmm. A pothead wrote that shit. Mm-hmm. They had to be uh, high with. When they wrote parts of this, if not all of this script, they probably thought it was a necessity requirement. I mean, you well, have to be high, 
specifically on Pineapple Express to be doing this movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you, I could kind of understand the logic behind doing that. You know what I mean? It's like, no, it's not unlike an actor who gets in the moment, you know, stays in character, you know, so. And it is James Franco and Seth Rogen, so. Yeah. Um, did you have any other what the fuck moments that uh, struck you? No, but I <clears throat> have a couple of um, uh, some trivia stuff. Um, you, you'll be happy to know that the word fuck and its derivatives are said 180 times during the movie, which I think is kind of low, I feel like. I feel like it was coming out of Seth Rogen's mouth at least at two 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 per sentence. So, oh man, you know what? I didn't even notice that. I think I was just too <laughs> taken aback by the ridiculousity of, of the film itself. Hmm. Did you know that um, Brian Cranston was up for the role of Ted Jones? Would have been better, right? Cause yeah, it would have been much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this guy seemed out of place, man. And he tried to throw on like a little accent, like I don't know if it was like a New York accent he was trying to do every once in a while. Mm. And that was my other what the fuck moment, man. Like he's talking to um, Rosie Perez, mm. and he's like, "We're gonna kill them all." So smile, <laughs> say something in Spanish. What? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I didn't understand their whole relationship but, until yeah. like the end. Yeah, like, I don't know if they kiss at the air or near the end or something. Like they just, just like, she was nuts, was man. Her character was just nuts anyway. All just, you know, like some of the reasoning behind them even coming after Dale was just flawed reasoning. In this, when she's in that, uh, she's at Ted's house and whatever, and they're talking, to, discussing. You know the whole what's going on, and she's like, "Yeah, you, they've got to be working with the Asians." And I'm like, "Why though? There's no, there's nothing even pointing towards anything that had they have anything to do with this. He just happened to be a dumbass sitting out in front of a house, and it was just, you know, he was doing his job, Darren. He's he he's a protest servant, so I know what you mean. Um." I did like the scene at the toward the end when um, the three uh, Red and Dale and Saul are at the diner eating, eating whatever. Um, I'm just trying to figure out how Red is still alive. I mean, how many times was he shot during this movie? At least four. He had twice in the stomach at his ass. Yep. He had his ass with the face. Yep. And then he was shot later on at the warehouse and blown up. Yeah. Yeah, I have. I'm like, all right. I mean, well, so what did wait? What did you like about that diner scene? I just thought it was funny because it just so improbable for that that to to have happened, considering that dude should be dead. Yeah, I was just like, I could, I could do without this scene, like. I, I, didn't support anything for me. It's like, and um, 
It was just a love fest. Like, we, we, I love you, man. I love you. His yeah. ear was just kind of... That was part of my what the fuck session, too. Yeah. <laughs> nasty. What the fuck? And, they, and like, and they focused on it way too long. Like, he's like you shot, you could have just said, like, you shot my fucking ear off. But nah, they're like, Oh my god! And they zoom in on it, and they're trying to put put piece the like piece to it together put, again. Oh my goodness! And what do you say? You look like Vander Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I think this is kind of what the fuck, but also kind of hilarious is like when he calls his girlfriend like after they break up. He's like crying. Oh, so I'm sorry. I'll, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. You know, to to get back with you, and, and she's like. Yeah, I, I was just so mad thinking about you when we left, and and I, I, I love you too, and I want to marry you. And he's just like, uh, <laughs> I made a mistake. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that's just foul. That's foul. Wow, that's foul. <laughs> was um, I mean, we 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 uh, did we talk about? Should we get into the questions on this or? Yeah, yeah. Um, this should be this would be quick and dirty. Uh, so, Tom Hanks. Put Tom Hanks. Can you put Tom Hanks in this movie? And if so, would it make it better? Um, I'm gonna quote myself in my notes and say, "Fuck no." <laughs> <laughs> what you don't think Tom Hanks could be red? Ted or Ted? No, no. I would like to see it tried, but I think ultimately it would look. It would be like. It'd be like spending a million dollars on like a, a used condom or something. Just, you know what? You know. I, I think if he played Ted the drug dealer, because of who he is, it would be create such a hilarious character. Mm. I think that would almost work. Mm. To make it would I think it would make this movie better. Yeah, you know what? Taking my fucking answer back. I think if we put Tom Hanks as like as Ted, his, qu his quintessential character, like the way he's always always oh, this nice guy as a drug dealer. Oh, that Ted would make it film, really twisted. I yeah, I think it would be hilarious. Hmm. Okay. Um. Wow. Uh. Yeah, I I could see that. I would, I would see that. Yeah, I would definitely see that. I would definitely see that. That would be kind of funny in a comedy. I would definitely see that. Mm -hmm. That would be not funny. in a not in Scarface. Yeah, I'm not trying to see him do his. I don't need a, a training day version of Tom Hanks. So, although that probably um, would be good too. Um, and then would Tears in Heaven like fit into this soundtrack? Um, I, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, you could if you were, since this is a comedy, you could do it kind of tongue in cheek. You know what I mean? Like, you could do it with Dale the first time he dies. You know, but he just ends up coming back again. You know, and do it like each time he dies. I mean, this soundtrack is so haphazard. And disjointed that I I feel like you could throw it in there. You could put I, it I can't in. Say, I, I can't say where. Like one of the background songs, 
scene when they're when uh Dale's first buying the loot, right? Like, yeah, just there. Yeah, that's true. Why not? Yeah. Um, because like if you look at it, something like Bob Marley's "Time Will Tell." Right. Um, by the way, happy seventy fifth year. You would have been seventy five this year. Yep. Um. You have that kind of song like that. It's almost the same vibe as like "Tears in Heaven." Um, and the, the aside from like that, so they play that when Saul and and Dale have their falling out, mm. um, and time oh. will tell. Aside from that, right? The, the lyrics have no nothing to do with it. This relation to the film. This so, is like, almost completely opposite of what we talked about for Bad Moms, right? Like completely opposite. Um, like they have Bone Thugs and Homie Crossroads in here. He's just playing when uh when Dale goes to Red's house to recruit him. It's just playing. There's no connectivity to the film. Imagine if you could. You know the problem with um doing these movies about weed is that it relies on someone who smokes weed to really be creative and put on this. Imagine mm. you could get like somebody who was actually like a like a real like screenwriter of note, you know, or produce a, a director of note. Like, what if Christopher Nolan came on this project and decided to, you know, what I'm gonna I'm gonna do a movie, a comedy about weed. Do you think it'd be any better, or is it just is it just the subject that causes go like it's just. It's always going to be what it is. Right. There's no, I mean, that's Christopher Nolan. Just never do a movie like this. It would be hilarious, though. Unless you consider uh, Inception a, a movie about drugs oh. and their effects on the brain. <laughs> or just get Michael Mann to come in. Or uh... Well, they had explosions in this, so he, he could probably do it. Yeah. I feel like Michael Mann would have, his approach to it would have, I mean, he's, you know, he did Miami Vice, so he knows how to do drugs. But I feel like, you know, suddenly Red is, you know, some Colombian drug lord who, you know, <clears throat> whose daughter is the is the girlfriend of, you know, Dale. And he ends up having to kill Dale at the end of the movie, you know, so. Maybe that's a new movie we'll change all those names. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say though, um, as a person of Jamaican descent, mm -hmm. the connect connection of weed, ganja, if you will, mm -hmm. and uh, reggae music and like Jamaicans in general, like, mm -hmm. does rub me the wrong way because you have like. And this is not just Jamaican, this is the Caribbean, but like the first song Electric Avenue is by a guy, British right. Guyanese guy. Right. You have this reggae feeling song by this white guy, Brother Noland. Right. Um, Time Will Tell Bob Marley. And then you have the Peter Tosh song, Wanted Dead or Alive. And like, genre wise, obviously there's a lot more reggae than any other genre in this film. I'm just like, I, I, I understand people's need or want to have that be the vibe but right. it drives me nuts like uh kids in co kids in college having bob marley posted on their wall kids who smoke a lot of 
weed. I'm like, no, man, there's plenty of white people that smoke weed back in the 60s and 70s. Mm. You can have posters up on your wall. Mm. Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, they could use rap. I mean, uh, they could use any kind of music because, mm-hmm. you know. With the, I mean, aside from pseudo rap by uh, Bone Thugs, like there they was, could use rock you know, music. Oh, they could use, they did. you know, they had murder, uh, murder rap by Above the Law. Oh, and then you know. Oh my God, that scene when when Red that's they use that song when Red uh, drives his car into the oh, warehouse into the warehouse. Matheson's head. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God, that was gruesome. Yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> um, the the title track from this um from this was. I didn't hear in the movie. I don't. Maybe I missed it. In the closing credits, you talking about? Was that the Pineapple Express? Yeah, maybe because I turned it off around the closing credits. So, so they have this as as credits start, like when they're leaving the uh, diner. They play the song "Woke Up Laughing" by Robert Palmer, which very random ass song. Yeah, didn't sound like it fit in. The lyrics didn't really speak to the movie. But right after that, they put "Pineapple Pineapple Express" by Huey, Huey Lewis in the news. Wow, which I love Huey Lewis in the news. Not isn't it, this isn't the same song over and over again. Yeah, skip to B square. Yeah, pretty much. The power of love. Hey, Pineapple Express. Hey, if it worked, if it if it ain't Back broke, don't fix time. it. Oh, the record is broke. Hey, still making the money, man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, man? I mean, I, I, I love Power of Love and Back back in Time from Back to the Future, please. Hmm. Wow. Um, so we were talking about the song. So how about, is that, is that the song you're going to say encompasses the film? No, <laughs> no way. Actually, to be honest, I don't think any of these movies encompass the song but the only one I will probably pick would probably be Electric Avenue simply because it's the one that to me st- stood out the most um, nothing in this movie really is like none of these songs really go oh yeah this really gives me the mm-hmm. you know what I mean I mean because I think to your point about the reggae music being put into this I think to choose one of those songs to me would be kind of um, obvious. Religious. Yeah, I mean, just oh. like, really, dude? Seriously? Um, well, because I don't care enough about this movie, I'm just going to say Pineapple Express. Mm, okay. Um, but my favorite, I'm just I'm just a Bob Marley fanatic, so Time Will Tell would be my favorite song. Maybe. Yeah, I, well, that that's... Well, once I saw that song on this on this track list, I was like, "Yep, let me go ahead and suggest this movie." <laughs> With Peter Tosh a close second. Yeah, I mean, you know. because he was one, he was one of the whalers, so <laughs> can't go wrong there. Yeah, exactly. So you know, there's there's some so, good stuff on there. So, so what, what do we rate this film then? First, before we go down that road, I want to see something. I want to uh, see Pineapple Express. Let's see. Um, 
Got a 7 out of 10 on IMDb. Hey, what? Yeah, don't get me started. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 68. That's um, the same thing. What the hell? I want to... That's my well. That's that's two more what the fuck moments for you right there. Um, and Roger Ebert gave this. Oh my god, he actually liked this movie. Say what? Okay, he, well he's lost all his credibility with me. Um, yeah, this not bad review. I'm gonna give it. Five and a half. You're lucky I'm giving it high. Why are you wasting the half, man? Because, um, because the reason why I'm giving it, to be honest, the way I'm, reason why I'm giving it this high of a rating is only because I'm not really, uh, I, I've never, I've never messed with weed. I have no concept of, of the situation. And it might, resonate better for a person that does um so with that being said i gave it the half the half five for for those people in retrospect but um i'm not gonna rate this for other people i'm rating this shit for me they can uh they already rated it seven out of ten on imdb <laughs> seven out of ten man seven out of ten what the fuck no i uh I, I have some notes before I tell you my rating. I said, this is just a stupid movie and not my kind of stupid either. Like, it's not like Dumb and Dumber or Ace Ventura, like, to me, hilarious. Mm. Um, and the soundtrack is good, but, like, super random yeah. and disconnected. And like I said, so I, I, I'm giving this a five. And remember, one of those points is from that one quote. Right. Well, if you're an if you're an asshole, you're gonna come back as a cockroach or a worm or a fucking anal bee. That so. is, yeah, that is actually a pretty good quote. So, oh, and um, Richard Roper gave this a C minus, and he says, <laughs> which I totally this is perfectly sums it up for me. He's like, I get it, but I don't get it, <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, I get why they tried to do it, but to be honest, eh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in other films, like we said, of similar nature have uh, had success leading up to that, so yeah, why not? I, I think they probably thought that it was overdue for uh, another stoner film. They really weren't. I saw somewhere somebody said that this movie, which... They said this movie is the um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, is it Animal House? I think it was Animal House. They said this is the Animal House for millennials, and I'm like, fuck it is. <laughs> Animal House was funny. This shit is not that funny. Not even close. I'm just noticing also on the playlist while there were that scene where there's like five song plans in the background. Uh, they have a song uh, called Ring of Fire by Grace Jones. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Famous Jamaican actress and singer. So I love there's another Grace one. Jones. I couldn't tell if it was like I couldn't hear it. So I couldn't tell if it was another reggae song. Yeah, I do. I do like uh, Grace Jones very much. So. But I didn't really hear it. So, oh, no, I'm sorry. Not um Animal House, Cheech and Chong. 
They said this is the uh, Cheech and Chong uh, which probably is probably about right. Man, I feel like I've saw that movie probably ten years ago, and I don't remember a damn thing. Like when I, it's kind of my era, kind of, but even then it was about the same. Like it literally is kind of the same. Where these dudes are getting high, they're they're doing crazy shit. I have no concept of what the fuck it, why it's funny, but and except for a few lines, you're like, all right, I guess I'm supposed to trust that it's funny. So, I don't know. Uh, well, I think individually for both of us and collectively, this is the lowest rated film we've done. Yeah, it is. And that's, um, that's saying a lot. Because then we, what movie did we do that we did purposely because we thought it was going to be bad? Oh, shit. <laughs> we rated it. Right there. Was, that, was that a six probably? I can't remember which one. I forget what that was. But the fact that this is lower than that. That's sad. I just want to reiterate that you chose. I don't recall <laughs> that. I think what happened was <laughs> it was an I mean, accident. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. We didn't expect to be good. Yeah. Was definitely... I don't think it was Suicide Squad. I think it was. Uh... I think it might have been. I forget what yeah, you know. the movie we done. A lot of decent films. Yeah, well, we we'll get the taste. Man. School, School of Rock. School of Rock. Oh, tag. We did tag. Tag. Oh, okay. Maybe. Soundtrack. The soundtrack there was fire. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. Hey, I mean, well, you know. Well, while we're going through all these people, you know, if you if you're just listening for the first time, you can go back and listen to all these movies we're talking about. Yeah. Mostly and if great. you're looking for a list, the list can be found on our podcast page on Facebook at the Download Podcast Show. Just... I think the favorite one of you've done is, is for me, movie slash soundtrack is Spider-Man into the Spider-Man. Yeah, I think that's both of us. I think that's like... Ooh. That's both of us. So, anyway, well... Yep. So, you know, at least, at least I got a, a few laughs out of this thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny figuring out how unfunny it is. And uh, if anyone if anyone disagrees with us, you know, hit us up on our social media channels. Please do. Give us your opinion. Please do. And actually, there's a link in our podcast page on Spotify to let you leave us messages on our podcast. So, and it's really easy. Just go there, click the link, press record, start talking. There you go. So, love to get your feedback on some of the shows that we've done in the past and uh, any suggestions for things for us to do in the future. You got any shows coming up, dude? Um, not Nothing scheduled yet, but I have a call with uh, Shannon and Hoboken today or tomorrow to okay. discuss a stream from uh, their social media channels and hopefully raise some money for them. Mm. And uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, in the next month I'll have two or three. Oh, cool, cool. Oh, you know what I was going to mention to you? There is another movie on Netflix. I mean, I mean, sin. This, this, that movie might be worse than this movie. 
So we, I may save it for a time when we want to. Yeah, I, th I think after this one, uh, I'll be selecting the movies for the next three or four episodes. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I have nothing going on. I don't have any new shows coming up or anything. I'm, we'll see. How was your uh, your happy hour on Saturday? It's actually really good. Uh, we didn't get a lot of people, we, but the conversation was really lively, which was cool. And everybody was really... Oh, actually, Adonis was on there. One of our... Our past word. Yeah. And uh, he's, he, dude, we got to have him. We have to, we need to fight. We have to do at least one more, just another podcast with him. He's got some stuff coming out, dude. Like he's got some, he's doing some serious music um, supervising. Um, one of his shows is, um, I think it was least released on Netflix on Monday, actually. Um and so uh, he's like, yeah, yeah let's well, do it. Definitely. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm down. Yeah, he, he's he's like, yeah, just let me know. So I'm gonna hit him up this week. So um, nice. Yeah, it was the it was good. It was good. It was a good um, good conversation. Good people. Um, may do another one or two. Um, you should. Yeah, it's just weird getting used to doing it. Uh, online, you know what I mean, but um, mm -hmm. that was cool. Well, well, keep an eye out for that for everybody. Where can they keep a keep a note, uh, keep an eye on you, keep an ear on you? Oh, know they, what you're doing. They gotta find me on Instagram at Darren Jenkins nine one nine, or on Facebook at Darren Jenkins. Have All problems. right. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know, y'all know where to find me. Chris Saunders music pretty much everywhere. Chris Saunders underscore music on uh, Instagram. So, yep. uh, yeah. Oh, just, oh. Uh, Before we go, we're both doing. you know, um, just want to quickly acknowledge the passing of Little Richard, which was the other day. And also today, uh, Jerry Stiller, um, who spent his later years as a really funny dude on the Seinfeld show. And he's obviously the father of Ben Stiller. So, um, he's I just also thought a dad on King of Queens, King of Queens. Yeah. I mean, very, I mean, he's a comedy legend and, um, little Richard, obviously one of the more influential rock musicians, uh, in history. And, um, sad to that, we lost both of these individuals, um, you know, just uh, thought I would give them a shout out there. Um, rest in power, you guys. Sure. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Um, I will catch you later. And uh, until then, this was another episode of the Download Podcast. I'm Darren Jenkins. Chris Saunders. And this was the download. Download. Bye, y'all.